Hello everyone, my name is Amelia, but I'm pretty sure you already know that, especially if you're coming here from my Twitter. Um, as you know, I am the Tower Tarot, and this is the Spirit Board. So I just had to put on my glasses because I realized that it's very hard for me to speak when I can't see. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but anyway, welcome to the first episode of The Spirit Board. Um, like I already said in the intro, basically. By the way, I really hope you like that intro music because I did it myself. I kind of do music sometimes, but that's not the point. The point is, welcome and I just want to give you a little bit of information on what this podcast is going to bring you in the future, um, should you choose to continue to follow it. Uh, I will be posting an episode every month on the 16th, so this episode is coming out on March March 16th, and the next episode will be April 16th, so on and so forth. Um, there are two versions of it. There's one that's for the general public, which is the you know, normal podcast, a general podcast. And then there's an extended version of the podcast, which is available on my Patreon. And that is for people who pay the bare minimum of $2 to my Patreon. Uh, this first episode, I'm going to allow everyone access to the last segment. Excuse me. So basically, the extended version of this podcast has um, a reading at the end, a tarot card reading, a three card reading, where it's, it's essentially just a, a forecast from the 16th of this month to the 16th of the next month. And that's basically it. So this fir first podcast, it's that is going to be free um, to everyone else. And then the months post that post I don't know. Uh, the months post that you can um, expect to have to pay $2 to be able to have that. And it's like a pretty beefy segment. It should be between like 10 to 15 minutes of a reading, a general reading. So, and I'll talk a little bit more about like what's going on and whatever. But also in general, on my Patreon, I have extended readings and to the like my gsmr readings and the extended daily card pool and i have a lot of other content that i'm trying to push out right now it's looking pretty bare bones because i am a full-time college student and i run my own business so just be patient with me it's coming it's all coming together you know i'm 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 working i'm doing it so that was just my little shameless plug uh you should also follow me on twitter if you are not and that is at tower tarot and you should follow me on instagram which is at the tarot tower tarot because tower tarot was unfortunately taken <laughs> and i just post a ton of content there i'm just expanding right now you know going from podcasts soon to youtube videos and all this other stuff but yeah that's kind of what you can expect so without further ado let's kind of exit out of this shameless plug <laughs> shameless plug section of the podcast and let's just get right into the meat of it. So I know a lot of people 
have seen me teasing this for quite some time and um I had it had it was okay if you've been following me for a long time then you know that I'm very big on spiritual ethics I'm very big on being just a generally good human being in general um I'm very you know just and I try to be fair and whatever that's just kind of like my thing so if you've been following me for a while then you know that that's kind of what I'm about so talking about ethics is a no-brainer god I feel like I'm on an episode of a good place am I cheaty is that me I just might be anyway shut up Pisces Mercury stop talking okay (laughs) so ethics is like a big thing that I talk about and on this particular episode Um, I've been planning this for a very long time. I've been planning this podcast for a very long time because it's going to include tarot, philosophy, spiritualism, um, and astrology and stuff like that. But I I mainly wanted it as an outlet to kind of inform people of the proper way to go about things. Not saying like, oh, my way or the highway. Like all of this is up for interpretation and stuff, but there is a right way to go about things. And you can discuss it just like you can discuss ethics in general. You can discuss the philosophy behind it, but there are some things that are just like kind of obvious. Like you don't scam people. That's just not what you do. So this episode is going to give you a whole list of things that you need to know before choosing a reader or um things you need to know as someone who wants to become a reader not and it's i'm i'm gearing this more towards people who are into tarot but it can apply to astrology as well um i'm primarily a tarot card reader i do charge for reading sorry those were my glasses because they're hurting my face um i charge for tarot readings and that's what I gear towards. That's like my area of of expertise. So um, that's kind of just what I'm going to talk about. And I just want to clarify. Actually, you know what? No, we're not going to do that. I tried to do that in the last one and just got really messy. We're just going to follow my notes this time and we're not going to veer off track because I always veer off track. So here's a little bit of background story. Obviously, this whole thing with Audrey Kitchen came out, and then if you were on Twitter, I, I should say that this is, this is, the, I, I think, I did I already say this? I probably already said it, but this is my second time recording this. I recorded the first version of this episode, like, a week ago, um, and then I decided that I just wanted to re-record it because I was unhappy with the first version, and also some more things came to light yesterday. Um, yesterday was Monday, March 11th and someone I had mentioned in my last recording of this podcast was actually called out finally and it led me into thinking about you know cancel culture and people's opinions on it and stuff like that and I thought that I I want to incorporate my ideas on that in this podcast because I tried to write a whole thread and I was like, nobody's going to fucking understand this. Why am I even trying? (laughs) So I thought the best way to do it would be to be in the podcast and um, to kind of incorporate it with looking at the red flags and understanding 
when you're being met with a scammer or if you're coming across as very scammy. So this podcast is not only for people who are looking for some clarity and people who are looking for a good way not to get scammed, I guess. It's also for people who want to become readers and they want to do it in an ethical way, whether it be tarot card reading, which is primarily what I'm talking about, or um, astrology or palm reading or whatever, whatever you want to apply it to. It's whatever. So what we need to understand is right now, spiritualism in general, like crystals and tarot and astrology, the occult in general, is becoming very mainstream. It's less controversial and more marketable. And it's disgusting to say. It sucks. It really sucks to say, but spiritualism is becoming its own market and corporations are using it to market to potential customers because of the fact that it's becoming mainstream and it's becoming part of people's everyday life. So we are going to see more scammers, more frauds than ever because that is just what happens. It it's it's always been a thing, but now that it's being revealed that people can make a quick buck off of doing a tarot card reading or reading someone's birth chart, you know, we kind of have to be more careful. Our market is unregulated. We don't have rules or sanctions in place. There are a couple, a, a couple, a couple of, um, you know, groups of people who have created uh, businesses around certifying astrologers and tarot card readers and stuff. And I have my own opinions on that. I think it's a great idea. I just feel like it's it's really difficult. It's not something that you can just be like, well, let's start an organization and just do it like that. It's like you have to actually go via the government and do a bunch of stuff. Like it's not, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the FDA, but for spiritualism. <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it. We should have something like that. Or, I mean, some people could argue that we shouldn't. We shouldn't taint that. We shouldn't do anything with, like, we shouldn't touch any of that. We shouldn't relate any of that to any, like, sort of big organization or whatever. I, we could, we could, we could talk back and forth about this all day. I mean, my opinion is going to be, always be that we need to regulate it, but especially if it's going to go down this path where um, people are going to make legitimate businesses off of stuff like this. I have a legitimate business off of this. I literally put in paperwork to have my business registered so I could pay my taxes. <laughs> that's that's kind of what's going down. That's kind of what's going down right now. So that's my personal opinion, but we can obviously argue about that. We can argue about like what moral dilemmas it might bring if, if you know, it, it it if it lessens the meaning of spiritual practices or not but that's not what this is about we can always save that for a different episode right now we're talking about how the background to the red flags and why we need to be aware of them um a lot of people are gullible and naive they don't really know what they're getting themselves into they don't really know what they're paying for and we need to make that easier for them especially if they're planning on adopting it as part of their daily life like a lot of us do so i've been talking about this since way before audrey kitching and 
I, I've been getting, I've been, okay, I've been a little stressed. I've been a little, I've been a little peeved, just a little peeved that for a very long time now I've been talking about this and I've been called pretentious. I've been called a gatekeeper. I've been called all sorts of name in the book just for saying that you should do things in an ethical way. <laughs> um, and now that it's more and more scams and frauds are kind of coming out of the woodwork and being revealed, all of a sudden everybody wants to talk about it and everybody wants to know, even though I've been talking about it for <laughs> several months now, uh, for a very, quite, quite some time. For quite some time. And I'm not saying that to be like, that's that's my Aquarius moon. My Aquarius moon is just like, I told y'all. But like, I don't mean to say it in a way of like, ah, you hypocrites. I just mean like, it's important to identify how things, I'm trying to think of a word for it, how things evolve. Um, so before we kind of just put blind faith and trust and pixie dust into all of this and then now we're realizing the harmful effects that ignoring it could have and that's a really big problem when it comes to people who are anti-cancel culture so I kind of wanted to explain that we have this really bad habit of having an all-or-nothing mentality online most of the time the internet okay the internet was created for knowledge purposes, right? It's, it's a wealth of knowledge. We're always told that knowledge is just at our fingertips when we go online. And that's true. That's actually how we get all of our information now. That's how we learn. That's how we form our opinions. That's how we figure things out. We go on the internet. We have whole-ass communities on the internet. Like, it used to be... You know, you go out in your neighborhood and you're friends with a bunch of your neighbors and stuff. And maybe you still have in real life friends. But a lot of the times, most of our communities are online and we want to do things to impress other people. And we want to be like-minded and we want to know what's good, what's not. So people turn to the internet for that. So when you have people who express ideas in an all-or-nothing way, and I know because I do this sometimes too... It can be incredibly damaging to the collective in general. So let's take, for example, what happened yesterday. So I'm not going to say her name. We all know who she is um, at this at this point. But um, I mentioned her last week. I've known about this for a while. There's a very big sense of guilt that I know I feel and I'm sure a lot of other people feel knowing that this has been going on for a while. We all knew it was happening. It's not like, you know, oh my god, I had no idea. Some people had no idea. But a lot of us, excuse me, a lot of us stopped following her or didn't follow her to begin with because of this stuff, you know, because we knew these things because people came to us and kind of told us like, oh, I feel like I was cheated. I feel like I was scammed. Um, but the idea of anti-cancel culture kind of held our tongues so we a lot of people the way that they frame cancel culture is it's always a malicious act or calling someone out is always malicious it's not helpful it's only harmful okay you you know what it's not exactly wrong because yes 
I mean, it's it's not it's it's wrong in that it's all it saying it's always malicious. It's not always malicious, um, but it can be harmful. It can be very harmful, especially when you have people who manipulate it and use it as a weapon against people. So knowing that, oh, if I say this and I just have very, very little evidence to go off of, but enough to be convincing of this situation, I can turn every single person against this person to get them out of my way. That is something that people do. Yes, people use cancel culture for that. They will go all the way in the past to 2013 and find really, really dumb tweets and say, well, this person is this or this person is that or blah, blah, blah. Um, Forgetting that everything is so nuanced. It's not as easy as, well, this person said this in 2013, so it's must... It, it, they must be the same person versus, oh, this person said this in 2017. They must be the same person. I know that sounds weird. I'm, I'm actually thinking, I'm thinking about it now and I kind of want to take it back because it sounded weird. But basically what I'm saying is there is a huge difference between digging up something from the past in 2013 to holding someone accountable for something that they said last year someone who said something last year it's maybe they have changed a lot in the past year i mean things can change sure but it's more of a recent offense and in our climate it seems kind of stupid that they would say something like that versus in 2013 when this person was i don't know really young and the climate the political climate and social climate was different it's different <laughs> in general. It, like I said, it's not black or white just because someone someone saying something in 2013 and then another person saying the same thing in 2017, they don't they they're not equal. One is worse than the other, and people seem to forget that. That's when cancel culture becomes very very toxic. Using something that is clearly outdated against another person and weaponizing it and knowing people are going to jump on that bandwagon and crucify that person, that's wrong. But when you have someone that's scamming people out of their money and has admitted to not doing things ethically in many different ways, it's not toxic to say, hey, this person's a fraud, don't purchase from them, or to hold them accountable and call them disgusting when they air out their client's personal information online to thousands of people there's a huge difference that deserves to be called out that deserves to be canceled you can't just apologize after losing 5,000 followers within an hour and then just to save face and be like oh I'm a changed person no you don't change in an hour the only thing that fueled you was the fact that you lost a lot of followers that's it so that's kind of what I wanted to touch upon. We need to understand that there's a difference between positive cancel culture and negative cancel culture. Any culture can be negative <laughs> if people use it that way. But it is necessary. Calling people out is necessary. Sometimes you need to call someone out for there to be a change in behavior. Being crucified online is really like crazy like it's one of those things where it's something to legitimately 
it's something to legitimately fear. It is that deep. It is that deep to be called out online and to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, crucified. Your your online presence is an extension of yourself. So it is something to be afraid of. It is something to watch out for. You are not a different person. You Okay, you might be a different person online, but that person is always going to reflect who, who you are, essentially. If you're putting out trolling, manipulative bullshit online, if you're putting your true self out online and people don't like it, and it offends people, then, I mean, that's going to ref- that's going to reflect upon you. You can't just be like, oh, well, that's my online persona. Your online persona is a part of who you are. And that's it. Um, and that can also be argued upon, but a lot of the times I've noticed the people that I've told about, you know, calling them out on plagiarism or calling them out for... Um, being unethical and spreading false information or whatever, the their responses are always the same. It's not that deep. It is. <laughs> Sorry, but it is that deep, especially when you're taking people's money and when you're trying to build a reputation for yourself into a potential career. It is that deep. It's part of who you are. And you can say that it's not deep. And honestly, for me, someone saying it's not that deep to something, to to criticism upon something important like taking someone's money or being scammy or being a fraud or whatever, that's just a big red flag. That's such a big red flag. I can't stand when people say it's not that deep because on the internet and the age where the internet is so important, are you really trying to say that the internet is not that deep? That's like a baby boomer generation thing to say. God. (laughs) Anyway, let's kind of move past this because I'm already 20 minutes in and I've rambled about this enough. So let's kind of get into some red flags. And I have a list here and I'm going to try to be as coherent about it as possible. So my first red flag that I listed was no prices listed or someone asking to be DM'd or, or someone asking DM, DM me or email me for prices. So a lot of the stuff on this list is controversial, but I, I really want you to listen and understand where I'm coming from and that this isn't necessarily supposed to be an attack. I'm not saying that you're automatically a scam artist because you do things these things, I'm saying that if you don't want to be a scam artist and you want to do something in a legitimate ethical way, then consider what you're doing and change the way that you do them. That's it. So the first red flag, no prices listed or email for prices. It's if you're running your business on social media, you know, especially like in this climate where people are charging absurd prices for services or to do services that they don't really have a good basis of knowledge on, you need to, you you need to you need to post your prices. Absolutely need to post your prices. Not everybody has a website like I do, um, where it's it's easy to you know streamline your your content or um, streamline your your prices for your services. But it you can make a banner and pin it to your profile. That is something that you can do and is something that you should do. If you want to be a legitimate business practitioner, then you should have your prices listed somewhere. $5 for a reading, 
uh, $15 for this type of reading, $20 for that type of reading, whatever it may be. And then after, if, if it's a little more nuanced or not nuanced, um, if it's a little more, um, flexible or if you have like negotiable prices then you just put asterisks asterisks (laughs) and say that oh you know prices are negotiable we can talk about it that's it that's all you got to do it's just easier because at least then people part in in your community can kind of see what exactly you're trying to do because for me when I see someone not listing their prices or saying DM me or email me for prices or whatever, it kind of comes off to me as, okay, well, why don't they want us to know up front what their prices are? Is it because they're charging an absurd amount and they don't want to be called out on it? That's it. A lot of us talk. A lot of us in the community, we talk to each other. We know things about other people. I know a ton of people that just started tarot and are charging money that I don't I can't even I can't even say how much they charge because they don't list their goddamn prices <laughs> so it's not even like I can hold that person accountable and say hey like you you can't be two months into tarot charging $50 for a reading because they don't post it so it's not un- and unless I email them and ask them what they're going to do you think they're going to tell me the truth no it's scammy it's weird please list your prices that's it <laughs> that's it <laughs> um Another one is not being upfront about your history or how long that you've been practicing the craft. So it is perfectly okay to charge $5 for, for a reading. $5 for a reading when you're just a beginner, you know? That's fine. That's okay. If that's what you want to do, then that's okay. You have, you know six months of experience yeah charge charge five dollars for a reading you know get that practice in make a little pocket change cool whatever but be upfront that you're a beginner you know tell people listen i'm a beginner this is how much i charge or you can do it on tips and donations that's fine too but be upfront with people and say i'm a beginner i'm sorry that if i don't get this right i understand that if you don't want to pay for for me as an inexperienced person but i i need to get experience let me tell you something. When I had this conversation yesterday, but asking people to take time to study before they charge for readings isn't a gatekeeping tactic. It's not to discourage anyone from learning the craft. It's actually meant to encourage you to learn the craft for the craft itself. A lot of people just pick it up because they realize that they can make money off of it and that's it. You need to understand that tarot specifically is a knowledge-based practice. If it was solely intuition-based, then the cards would be obsolete. There are meanings behind the cards. There are associations with the cards that are esoteric. You can have feelings that the card may represent something different to you, but you need to understand the esoteric meanings of the card. You have to know that. The cards are meant to guide your intuition. They're not meant for you to just pick up and make any sort of meaning to them. That's not what you do. That's not what it's about. And anybody who says that it's intuition-based, you might want to reconsider that. Because why even bother picking up the cards then? Just say that you do psychic predictions. Don't use tarot as a placebo or as like a as a decoy for just making shit up on the fly. 
studying and practicing tarot without any financial obligation is so invaluable. I did it for a year where I would literally go to coffee shops and I would go to bookstores and I would just sit down and I would do readings for strangers and know absolutely nothing about them, which I'm going to come back to the not knowing anything about the client in a little bit. I just want to get through this list first and then I'll kind of, you know, go through that. But it's really important that you're upfront with your history. You're upfront. You tell people, this is how long I've been learning. Um, this is how much I charge. And that way people can kind of determine if you're worth it. If you've only been doing tarot for a month and you're already charging $50 a reading for like three cards or some bullshit, you're a scammer. <laughs> you're a fucking scammer. And people know. You can't just claim, oh, but I'm gifted. No, shut the fuck up, please. Please shut up with the gifted bullshit. Oh my god. <sighs> that's that's a whole ass YouTube video that I'm going to make and many people are going to be offended, but that's fine. I'm so fucking sick and tired of people saying that they can not learn about tarot or astrology because they're gifted and they're talented and they possess something other people don't. Newsflash, you don't. So shut the fuck up, please. I'm sorry if that if that offends you, but honestly, if the shoe fits, sorry. So just be upfront. Customarily, I would say wait about six to six months to a year before you even start charging. A lot of people aren't going to do that. If you want to do tips and donations based before that, that's perfectly fine. But you need to give yourself opportunity to fail. You need to give yourself opportunity to mess up. When you have a price tag to it, it makes the whole thing much more stressful and it gives you intense feelings of guilt when you're wrong because there are going to be situations where you are wrong because you have to develop your intuition. You have to develop your, your, your base of knowledge. You have to continue to learn. There are times when you will be wrong. That's... That's just it. And there's a lot of reasons why you could be wrong. It's not necessarily because you're bad at what you do. It's just a lot of different factors. Sometimes bias plays a huge, huge part in that. But just give yourself opportunity to be wrong because that helps tremendously with the learning process and it helps you build confidence because as you fail, you get better. You fail your way to success, essentially. All right. Um, next one is vague and short interpretations. So as we saw yesterday, we know, yesterday being March 11th, Monday, because this podcast is not coming out the day after. So I'll just say this week. As we saw this week, vague and short interpretations for something someone paid a lot of money for is pretty fucking shitty. I would hate to pay $50 and get barely 100 words in response and just have the same thing repeated over and over and not being very specific towards the situation. So I, I'm just going to revisit this now because it's easier. So there's something... There's there's a couple of, of terms. I, I, I'm not sure if I heard the last term... Um, if I heard one of these terms around or if I just made it up myself, but there's a huge difference between cold reading and dry reading. 
so cold reading is a much it's 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 actually like a lot of people know this term i i think i coined dry readings i probably didn't but i don't remember where i heard it from i just know that i've always referred to what i do as dry reading cold readings are when a psychic or a tarot card reader or empath or whatever asks you for your life story or asks you to tell them about a situation or elaborate on things for them i'm gonna get a a lot of shit for this oh i'm gonna get so much shit for this but it has to be said that's when someone asks you and then they basically make educated guesses off of what you've told them that's cold reading cold reading is knowing something about a client and you're supposed to be getting intuitive or psychic messages or whatever but you are just making educated guesses based off of what they said (laughs) essentially dry reading which is something i do is i have nothing more than my client's name contact information for like email and their birth chart and i will do a reading by creating a, a a spread very specific to that person based off of the birth chart pull the cards and do the interpretations and i'm very very specific with my interpretations and that's kind of how i do it and I I think I saw someone say recently that you have to get to know the client beforehand. You shouldn't. You should not. I'm telling you that is bad information. You should absolutely not get to know the client before you read them because it creates a bias. So let me let me just just like let me just clear this up a little bit. I'm not saying that you're a scammer because you get to know the your client beforehand i'm not saying that you're actively consciously trying to cold read them but what you are doing is creating a bias an automatic bias the whole thing with tarot is that you're trying to connect someone with their inner self and when you have someone tell you about what they want to know or you have them tell you about their life or you have them tell you about their situations or whatever you lose access to their inner self because a lot of the times the subconscious mind is much more powerful than the conscious mind and a lot of our messages that we receive through tarot are from our subconscious mind which is obviously not something that we're always aware of so when someone is telling you like stuff that they think about their life or whatever they could just be interpreting something the wrong way and we lose that meaning as we get to know them and we create the bias in our head, which is why it's not suggested that you do readings for people that you know. I mean, you can, not that you can't do that. Some people are really good at just separating things and being unbiased, but when it's with strangers, you shouldn't do that. Otherwise, you're creating a narrative in your head before you've even drawn the cards and you can influence that that energy in the wrong way. So it's important to have someone be a clear blank slate and and it's much more telling to give someone messages that they need without them having to tell you what they need to know. It's so, so much more shocking and telling when you can relay a situation back to a person and they know that they've never told you a single thing about their life and they've never told you anything about the situation and it makes them want to act on that advice it makes them want to be aware of themselves 
much more than if you had basically just sat there and confirmed something for them. That's it. That's literally what it is. It's not, it's not, it's not to like criticize people who like do get to know their clients beforehand or whatever. It's, I'm just saying that it's, you put yourself in a position where you can't help but cold read. So you might as well just not put yourself in that situation and try to access your intuition. I've been very innovative with the way that I do tarot card readings um, so that I could accommodate the fact that I've always done dry readings. I never know anything about my client beforehand. And even when I was doing tarot card readings in bookstores and coffee shops, I always did it without knowing anything other than the person's sun sign and their and their name. Uh, and I'm not saying that to be like, I'm so good. I'm so blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying that that it works. It's not going to muddy your messages. It's not going to make something wrong or whatever. You're going to have situations where you tell pe- where people tell you, no, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. And then a couple of months later, they come back. They're like, OK, yeah, you, you may have been right about that. I kind of did some soul searching and I discovered that it, you literally have those situations. There are some situations where it's kind of like. Again, it's someone's subconscious. It's not something that they're conscious of. You want to tell them what they subconsciously need to know because tarot is connecting them to their inner self. You don't need to tell someone what to do. You don't need to, you can't tell someone what's going to happen in the future. You can only tell them what energy is affecting them and how it could potentially spiral into something negative or how they can take it and they can turn it into something positive. You're supposed to be giving advice, guiding people to trust their inner selves. You're not trying to get them to trust your judgment you need them to get them to trust their own judgment that's why you cannot create a bias that's it period i'm sorry if that's controversial i'm sorry if people get upset that oh but that's not the way that i do it keep doing it the way that you do it but at the end of the day you are putting yourself in a position to be considered a cold reader do dry readings. It's just the right way to do it. It's uh, it's honestly, it, it's, it's the right way to do it. It just is the right way to do it. Sure, maybe you can argue that it's not. You can argue that's just my opinion. Go ahead. At the end of the day, I have clients who are so impressed with the fact that I don't know shit about them, yet I can relay everything going on in their insides without knowing anything. And I think that's very telling. So that's just what I wanted to say. And that was connected to vague interpretations. Why? <laughs> because um, you need to be specific. You absolutely need to be specific about things. Like, you can't just be like, the universe will tell you what you need to know. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, try to be specific. Try to relate the cards back to zodiac signs try to relate the the cards have so many associations to different placements they have associations to um different things in kabbalah they have relation to literal like times of the year and certain dates and stuff like that there are so many different ways that you can connect things it i i'm i'm just stunned by the fact that some people like will really sit there and just be take the vaguest interpretation of a certain card and just give it to someone in a reading like no the whole thing about tarot is you need to come you need to see how the cards relate to each other you need to form the narrative that they're giving to you 
each card interacts with the other in a certain way and creates a certain situation situation it's up to your intuition and it's up to your mind to be able to connect the dots and to be able to see how does this connect to this how does the high priestess connect to the seven of cups like what what exactly is going on here that's why you need to know about the cards that's why you need to learn that's why you need to have a good solid basis of information to stand on otherwise don't fucking use tarot just do fucking psychic predictions and just call it that don't go into tarot thinking you don't need to know anything you do need to know things you need to have a philosophy you need to know the history of it you need to know um you have to actually think about it in 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 a logical way in addition to trusting it spiritually and trusting it intuitively you can have the two together i'm someone who often couples science with spiritual spiritualism and i couple them together i don't believe in anything that doesn't make sense to me or that i can't somehow um relate back to science that's kind of who i am and you can call me fucking crazy or whatever but or you can say i'm not a true believer or whatever but at the end of the day both things coincide in this universe so might as well couple them together anyway um oh that was the next one the cold reading versus the dry reading. All right. So we got that one down. <laughs> um, so this is kind of, um, you don't have to do this one. Again, this also doesn't make you a scammer, but it would be nice um, because it gives people, it gives people something to go off of. It's, it's, I, I'm going to use me as, as, as an example. So on my website, I have my templates available for what my readings look like. I don't have actual readings because I don't like infringing on anyone's privacy because, you know, that's pretty intimate because you're basically relaying someone's inner messages to themselves. Showing someone's reading is kind of asshole-ish unless they have, like, they give you permission to do it. I post a lot of general readings and I post daily card readings so that people can kind of see what I do. They can kind of see how I do readings. They can uh, determine whether they want to actually pay for a personalized reading from me or not. Um, and I also have samples of how much work would be included for the price that I give them. For the price, the price that I charge. <laughs> Sorry, that was weird. Um, I have that on my website. I literally have links to Google Docs of my templates and people will be like, oh wow, that's a lot of content. That's like $50 gets you 11 pages of interpretation. Just saying. um and I'm not saying that that's something that you have to do but I'm saying that it's it's always really nice it's always really nice to be able to see someone actually post a general reading and show you how they kind of read it gives them a little sample you got to give people a little sample you know if you don't do that you just say I do tarot card readings and then you oh my god that really fucked me up (laughs) I, 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 I spoke too loudly into the mic, so everything clips, so sorry if you hear, like, a weird cut in, in information, because I need to remove, like, the loud clipping. Anyway, let's continue. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> and, okay, so about the sample, sample general readings, basically, if you're someone who either rarely post general readings or you just don't post them at all, but then you're telling people, oh, uh, email me for readings, or 
DM me for readings or whatever, I do tarot card readings. I, that That's really fishy. That's kind of weird. Like, how am I supposed to determine your level of skill if I can't even see kind of like what you do if you're rarely posting any information? That's just really strange. Also, I'm just gonna point out, if you're listening to this podcast and all of a sudden all that stuff changes, like everything that I'm saying changes and suddenly you're doing everything that I told you to do or whatever, I was really thinking about this and I was like, oh, this podcast can also be very dangerous because I'm also giving scammers a way to scam effectively. But I'm thinking like, if I'm giving people tools for how to be ethical tarot card readers, does that make them scammers (laughs) at the end if they're doing everything ethically? Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, (laughs) I'm still going to post this, obviously, but yeah. So basically just kind of post general or sample readings or just have something and be like, yeah, this is kind of what my readings look like. This is kind of my skill level. This is what I do. You know, I mean, I get it if you're like a beginner and you're not going to just post general readings and you're just doing like $5 readings. That's fine. That's cool. Like if you just want to study like that, that's, that's totally okay. But, um, if you're trying to make a business off of it and you're charging big bucks, well, you know, if you're even listing your prices, that is, and we can check it out. <laughs> um, then you might want to do that and give people kind of like a little, little something, something, little snip snap, something. I don't know what I just said. Anyway, let's continue. I got really confused. Um, so yeah, uh, the next one was not upfront with what you should be receiving upon purchase. Some people ask what they should be getting. And that's why I was saying that I, I always put the links of what my templates look like because it kind of removes the back and forth of, well, this is kind of what it looks like, blah, blah, blah. Because I try to keep interaction with clients at a minimum before the reading. After the reading, I'll talk to them all I want and however much they want to talk to me because sometimes they email me back and they ask questions and stuff like that and that's fine. That's part of what they're paying for, so I don't care. But before the reading, I want to keep contact to a minimum because I don't want to know anything. I want to be as unbiased as possible during the reading. Okay, so, (laughs) sorry. So yeah, Uh, another one is has little to no reviews, a lot of, uh, or a lot of bad reviews. And this one is a little bit more um, flexible because not everyone likes to leave a review. I, I, I had a really hard time getting people to respond back to me with a review that I could make public. A lot of the reviews were made in private and I didn't have permission to post them and I'm not going to post someone's personal business online without permission. So a lot of the times, like, I can't post all the good reviews that I get. And then obviously, if a lot of people are saying that your readings are shitty, like they did yesterday, if a lot of people are coming out and saying, I feel scams and your readings are shitty and blah, blah, and it's a bunch of people, that should kind of ring out as a scam to you just because like who was it that said yes someone said um on twitter and i know that this is already like a saying but i i saw it again yesterday and i it just reminded me like oh yeah that's the thing that a broken clock is is right twice a day but that doesn't mean you should keep it around (laughs) so um you know you can't defend 
someone and be like, well, the reading they gave me was great. Okay, that's your opinion, but you have dozens of other people who also know tarot and actually know about things in tarot and know about ethics that are telling you that the readings suck, (laughs) especially for the price that you're paying for them. You're not getting, you're getting, you're not getting quality work. You're getting shit for it. And especially if you're doing readings in the DMs, oh my god, okay, if you're charging $5 a reading and you're doing readings in the DMs, that is fine. If you're practicing in the DMs, that is totally okay. That's fine. I've done that before. But do not charge more than $15 for a reading and do it in the DMs. Oh my god, I said this yesterday and I said this in my first one, but please have some fucking respect. Do not do that. Do not charge $50 for a fucking reading and deliver it in the DMs. Actually do something nice. Make a PDF or like record a video or record audio or something. If someone is paying you that much money, you cannot do it through the DMs. I'm sorry. Like, you you shouldn't even just do it through an... Like, you, you could even just do it in an email. Just do something that looks nice. Make your work look nice. Make, make it sound nice. I've had situations where I've had to do emergency readings via audio recordings. I refuse to do the readings through the DMs because they paid me $50 and I'm not going to do it in the DMs no matter how... Did I clip there? I did clip there. Shit. We're just gonna leave it in. We're gonna leave it in and we're just gonna leave it alone. Anyway, yeah, please stop doing readings in the DMs if you're going to be charging more than $15. That shit is so tacky. It's gross. I'm sorry. It, it is really gross. I, I'm, I, I don't mean to judge. I understand not everybody has access to things, but please don't charge $15 for a reading and do it in the DMs. That's just, please, no. God, no. Thank you. Um, oh. This is the final one. <clears throat> oh, this one's going to be quite, quite, quite the one. If someone is sitting there and telling you how gifted they are and how intuitive they are and that they're an empath and that they're just, this is their, their, their God-given talent and this is what they were meant to do. This is their purpose. My God. <laughs> uh, so... Some people think that, again, I've said this a few times, some people think that you could just pick up a tarot card deck, assign any meetings you want to them, and then just say, well, I'm gifted, and have everything be okay. No, (laughs) don't do tarot card readings if you're not going to dedicate time to studying the craft and knowing all the information and stuff like that. Otherwise, you might as well just do psychic predictions. My theory is that people do this. They use tarot as kind of like, a, like I said, they kind of like as a decoy because they know that not a lot of people are going to pay for a psychic reading because a lot more people are kind of like suspicious about psychic readings versus tarot card readings because tarot cards are supposed to like are like a visual representation. People like visual representations. So I feel like some scam artists do this specifically. There's a lot of noise in the back. I'm sorry. My door is open. So yeah, I apologize. Um, 
but a lot of the times I feel like people do this because a lot of people just use it as something that make them look more credible, which is weird because, you know, a lot of people don't think tarot is credible, but they use it to make themselves look more credible, to make their predictions look more credible, um, to kind of fancy it up and disguise it. I'm telling you, if you think tarot is only intuition-based and you don't need to know shit about it, then just throw out your fucking cards and call it a day because otherwise the cards would be obsolete if that was the case. And I've said that multiple times now. Claiming you are gifted, claiming that you are an empath, claiming that you're psychic, claiming all of these fucking things just makes you look even more like a fraud. I am sorry if I offend anybody, but at the same time, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry because it's just ridiculous at this point. Everybody is capable of learning tarot. Everyone is capable of being intuitive. Everyone is capable of feeling empathy. Um, it's a choice to develop those things. It's a choice to develop them path in a, in a in a way or embrace them in a way that you can read other people and you can help other people. It is not a gift. You are not gifted. You are just intuitive. And many people can do the same thing. Skeptics can become intuitive if they wanted to. The problem is they don't believe and they don't care. So they're not going to try and develop it. Why should they? But there are so many people out there who have experiences, who have these crazy experiences because we're all gifted. We're all connected in a way. Nobody is more special than another person. And typically the people who claim these things just want to feel more special than they actually are. Listen, you're unique in your personality. You're unique in the way that you do things. But you are not unique in the fact that you have some ultimate special gift that makes you better than anybody else. Lots of people are witches doesn't mean that you're the best one. You're not a charmed one. That's for the movies. That's for the TV. So someone sitting there saying, yeah, I'm a psychic. I'm an empath. You know, I know these things, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to learn because I already know, which is essentially what happened with this one person. They just claimed that they were just so gifted that they didn't even need to, they didn't need to learn. They were charging the same prices that they were a month after picking up a tarot card deck. That is fucking disgusting. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. It's absolutely wretched and disgusting. And I know several people who have done this. Several people who are also fucking disgusting who have done this. Who are literally checking off every single red flag that we have over here. Okay? Every single red flag. They've checked ch- checked them off. So, stop. <laughs> Just stop. Don't expect to just say I'm gifted and everybody gives you fucking oh okay well that's fine free pass you're not a scammer you're not a fraud you're a fraud sorry point blank period I'm gonna make a YouTube video about empaths healers psychics and all this stuff people know exactly what I'm about whatever blah blah blah. so we'll talk about it at a later date but for now that's basically all I have to say on that to kind of outro this or I mean, if you're going to stick around, this next segment is going to be the tarot card reading that I promised in the beginning of this podcast. Um, so you can kind of stay after that. You don't have to listen past this point, obviously, if you're not interested in knowing more about this month or whatever. So um, I just want to thank you for sitting with me through this wild ride of a very messy, very messed up. Thing that I now have to edit because there's so many places that I have to cut out 
stuff and I know there's so much noise going on behind me right now. I am so sorry for any production issues and any vocal tics and confusion and incoherence in general, but I really hope to see you guys next month again listening to this podcast. Um, Next month, I'm going to be taking, you know, suggestions on what you guys want to hear because I have three topics in mind already and I can't choose, so someone's going to have to choose for me. But um, I hope that this was clear. I'm going to make... I'm going to take the list that I compiled and I'm going to post it with this podcast as well. Um, That way you can kind of follow along as I talk about them, I guess. But I'm going to make the list look a lot nicer. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining. Again, sorry for all the noise. And um, I hope to see you guys next month. And if you're going to stay, then uh, see you in like two seconds. (laughs) Okay, bye.